0: Hi, welcome to Debutants and Debauchery, a book discussion podcast where two best friends get together to drink tea and talk about YA novels. I'm Reyna.
1: And I'm Michelle. And in this episode we are going to be discussing WANT by Cindy Pon. It's a sci-fi novel about an extremely polluted futuristic Taipei where the rich wear special suits to keep them safe while the poor suffer. The book follows a group of teenagers scheming to bring down the corporation making the suits. As usual, we discuss all
0: content from the book, so there will possibly be mentions of disease and death. That's pretty much it.
1: Let's get into it.
0: Also, we're not drinking tea because it's really hot out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not really hot out, but it's... It's
0: hot for me.
1: Too hot? (laughs) It's mildly warm, and that's too much. (laughs)
0: Too much? Okay, yeah, let's get into it. I already kind of know what you think of the book, but what do you think of the book? Eh. Care
1: to elaborate? (laughs) It was, like, it was, like, Baby's first environmental novel. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing, because, like, there needs to be, like, a starting point.
0: Yeah, and it is a young adult novel.
1: Yeah. I just didn't vibe with it. I I felt like I was mostly bored for, like, the first three quarters of the book. And then the last quarter I was, like, pretty into it, but then it was over. Mm. more specifically like the last chapter. <laughs> yeah. I was I felt sort of
0: meh the whole way through. Toward the end I started to skim a little bit. Part I mean I was reading it this morning.
1: Um, <laughs> I finished it last night.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's never a good sign yeah. when we finish the book right before recording it. But it means we've been progressed It means Yeah, I read about 100 pages my first like my first Like, I sat down and read 100 pages, and then I was like, meh, I got, like, a whole week. That's literally exactly what I did. Yeah. It wasn't really, it wasn't bad. It was just sort of a meh book.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It was gonna be, like, I was, like, ready to give this book two stars. Like, I was really, really really ready to do it. But then, like, the last chapter, like, kind of redeemed it. (laughs) Not, like, completely, but up to, like, two and a half or 2.75 stars.
0: Yeah, I, maybe I would have given it two stars like a year or something ago, but my like stars have changed this year. I've been really nice to books this year. I don't know why. It's like books that I would have rated two stars. I'm like, well, it could be like 3.5. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just, I'm rating books really high. So I gave it three, but. Yeah.
1: I rounded it up to three for the sake of Goodreads. And I feel like it doesn't not deserve a three.
0: Yeah, it wasn't bad. There wasn't. Really, there were like nitpicks I have with it, but there wasn't anything like major that ma- wouldn't make me hate it. It was yeah. just meh.
1: Yeah. There are a couple of things that I just specifically didn't like about the book, but not like any moral issues or like wow, that was horrible writing issues. Yeah. Yeah. Like the characters. I could not tell you the name of any of the supporting characters. <laughs>
0: I could tell you their names, but they were very bland.
1: There was Iris.
0: Yes. Iris and Lingyi.
1: And Victor. Victor. <laughs> Victor. I felt nothing at Victor's
0: death. Same. Absolutely nothing. I mean, I feel like they had good, like, bones. Yeah. I, I was, like, mildly interested in what they could have been, but they didn't really have time to develop them at all. It was a fairly short book. Yeah. And I could have used a lot more, because, like, the whole infiltration... I like that concept, you know, of, like, the infiltrating of their society, but it just went really fast. Yeah. For some reason.
1: Yeah, it would have been better if it was longer, if there was more time spent, with like, with him behind the scenes. And I liked the parts where he talked about how the line was blurring between him and the rich, and that it was all happening so fast. I liked those parts. But again, I felt like it was really brief. Like, it would just say it for, like, one sentence and then move on.
0: Mm-hmm. There was one particular scene I liked for that when they were going to, like, go, go to the, one of the warehouses and he wasn't wearing a suit. And he was like, God, this sucks. I miss my suit. I'm coughing. He's like, no, I hate myself for saying that. Yeah. Or thinking that. But, yeah. yeah. Um, also, the kidnapping was so short and, like, brushed over. Yeah. It was...
1: Yeah. It felt rushed, even while I was reading it. It mm-hmm. felt rushed. And it there was, like, that weird... <laughs> like romantic dynamic from the very beginning when he was kidnapping her and I just was not vibing with that <laughs> at all.
0: She was also really chill about being kidnapped.
1: Yeah. Um she was like, "Oh, the mountains. I've never seen these before."
0: <laughs> mhm. Um but yeah, there was just so many things that I would have liked about it, like the the heist, the infiltration, you know, the environmental message. Yeah. And but it just it didn't It didn't get there.
1: I would have liked to know literally anything about any of the background
0: characters. Mm -hmm. Book two. There's a book two. It is apparently about Ling Yi, mostly. Mm. Um, I don't think I'm really interested in reading it. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of curious about Ling Yi, but not enough, really, to read the second book. I don't know enough about Ling Yi to be curious about her. She was like the mastermind. She was was gay. Yeah. (laughs) That's about it.
1: (laughs) She was their leader or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Also, my main gripe with the book, which I guess is, like, my my one big problem with it, besides the pacing and, like, how fast everything was, was that, at least to me, it didn't feel like anything was, like, high stakes. Yeah. Like, it was supposed to be. Like, oh my god, they have this disease, they're gonna die. Or, like, oh my god, it, it, it was like, oh my god, I'm sneaking into this thing, I can get arrested. There were, like, so many things that should have been high stakes, but they just did not feel, I was like... I know nothing is going to go wrong. Yeah, it was this, so easy for them to do everything.
1: This book is 300 pages long. There's not any time for anything to go wrong.
0: Yeah, and it just it was so easy for them. Everything worked perfectly.
1: And he never had like he accidentally gave that kid avian flu. <laughs> and there was never any consequences for that.
0: Yeah, like the kid that kid was suspicious of him and that never came to anything either. Yeah. Nothing happened with that. The kid was suspicious and then he caught him. And then he just knocked him out and left him there, and he got avian fluid. And it was never brought up again. It was like nothing had any consequences. Yeah. In the book,
1: other than Vic dying, but who gives a shit about him? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, Vic. You just hadn't. You had no personality. I mean, he had a personality.
1: And there was like, is his name Aaron? Aaron. Aaron. I think it was Aaron. Like his mom died in the very beginning. And that whole thing felt weird to me, because they were all calling her aunt, and we were supposed to be like, okay, they're really close, but without any background information or anything, like, making us feel closer to her. And then she died, and there was supposed to be, like, this really emotional scene where he, like, finds out that his mother is dead, but I was just like, eh.
0: Yeah, because we didn't really, we hadn't really gotten any, like, reason to care about the characters. Yeah. So it wasn't that big of a deal when she died.
1: I wanted a book about her. (laughs) Yeah, she was cool. (laughs) She was cool. Very short-lived, but cool. One of my, like, little gripes about it, about this book, and it's really stupid, and I know that it's stupid. So they call it the Undernet. It's like an alternate universe, right? So that's fine. But they still have 7-Elevens, and they mention 7-Elevens multiple times in this book. But it's called the Undernet. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed how many times they talked about 7-Elevens. I did not notice. Every time. Like, it was at least five times.
0: Interesting. (laughs) But
1: they couldn't have just said convenience store like, gas station. Also, they never talked about how those cars are powered. Yeah, the ones that fly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I don't remember. To be honest, I might have missed some of the smaller details because at a certain point I started skimming and just getting the plot Yeah. and, like, ignoring the other stuff. Which... So you
1: missed all of those golden mentions of 7-Elevens. Possibly. Or I read crazy. them,
0: and I just didn't register them.
1: <laughs> it also was never entirely clear to me what a box was. I assumed it was, like, a cell phone.
0: Yeah, for some reason, I was imagining, like, a watch.
1: I imagined a watch at first, too. But then at some point, it said that one of them pointed it to, like, get light, and I then I started imagining a cell phone. It probably was a cell phone. But another thing that just... I don't know. They never described what a vox was, even though they mentioned it a lot.
0: Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to gripe about it and nitpick about it for, like, the next 25 minutes, but it wasn't a bad book.
1: It wasn't. Like,
0: it wasn't awful. It it was just sort of mediocre, which we've been reading a lot of...
1: (sighs) I feel like
0: we've read a lot of mediocre books. We have. Like, can we get some bangers?
1: We had a couple of bangers. A couple. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, like, more.
1: Each of us a desert. That was, oh,
0: that was so good. Not even bones. Banger. banger.
1: Yeah. Notice how all the ones that I
0: pick are bangers. I picked What Big Teeth. That was pretty good.
1: Yeah, it was pretty good.
0: It wasn't a banger, but it was pretty good. Yeah. You liked Angel Fall, even though I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Except if you
1: asked me what happened in Angel Fall now, I would be unable to tell you.
0: Scorpion.
1: Oh, yeah. Angels. <laughs> yeah. That sure did happen.
0: Demon babies. Yeah. <laughs> you read all three books and you did not what
1: happened. <laughs> I was just there for the ride. I wasn't there to actually think about anything. It was also really funny to me. Like, in the very beginning, basically, you learn, like, how his mom died. And it was, like, two sentences. It was, like, she got pneumonia and then died. It was really sad.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think the book could have really benefited from being more books. Or, like, slightly longer. Or, like, a trilogy, you know? Yeah. Like, they could have spread it out more, you know? The blowing up. Also, I don't quite get why blowing up one of their facilities completely brought them down. And first of all, it didn't even bring them down. They just moved to Beijing.
1: But they said it would take two years to rebuild and start getting them on the market again.
0: Yeah, but I'm right it there seems with you, though. <laughs> kind of insane that they are a huge company. They are so rich, but blowing up one warehouse? Like, would they not have tons of warehouses?
1: I guess not. Maybe it's because it's only the super rich that have it. I
0: don't, know. I don't know. Yeah, but I it just, know. it seemed like, yeah. And and he moved to Beijing to, like, you know, rebuild, but then they, ha- they like, leaked all the stuff about his, you know, his company, and that was, like, also dragging him down. So I guess that helped, but still. Yeah. Everything worked a little too well.
1: Yeah. And, like, there wasn't even any damage to any other buildings because the walls were just, like, constructed to, to not, not fall apart. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Convenient.
1: So no one was saying like terrorist attack or anything like that. They were all just like,
0: "Oh,
1: well, our yeah. suits are down."
0: Also, another really convenient thing that they like that really also made it seem super low stakes was when he got the flu, the super bad eighty percent fatality rate avian flu, and it was just treated like he was had he was a little sick, and then he got over it really fast. And then there was, like, one throwaway line about how, oh, I got the flu before, so I'm immune. <laughs> I fucking hated that line. I was like, that's not how it fucking works. That was awful. That was, like... And him getting the flu and having, like, an Im- you know like a built-in immunity to it just made the scene with his friends feel like nothing. That's what made it seem so low stakes. Because we've yeah. already seen him get it. No, oh, it was so easy for him. So now you're watching his friends die. And I'm just like, this does not feel high stakes. You didn't yeah. build up the flu to feel high stakes.
1: I did, though... I I liked the scenes where they like got the um the antidote and like gave it to the people in the warehouse.
0: Yeah, I liked that too.
1: But like nobody cared that there was literally just a warehouse full of starving sick people.
0: Well, I think that was part of I was part of the thing of like they were rounding up all the sick people and putting them in warehouses, and it was like bad. they were yeah, trying to. Get rid of them.
1: but one of the things was um, how they exposed all that stuff about. GenCorp and, Gen and, um, like, they got media involved in that. Why, why are they not spreading the word that this is happening? You know, why are they not getting media outlets involved in stuff? They didn't talk about news outlets at all. Yeah. To, like, say that, like, he had bought them out or something. So what's going on?
0: This sounds mean, but the book just wasn't super smart. Yeah. You know? Not to say that, like, anyone who reads it is dumb or, like, the author is dumb, just that it, it it didn't, you know, adding things like that, you know, like, talking about the media and having, you know, and not having one throwaway line that he got the flu before and so he has immunity, just, it, it could have been, like, wasn't yeah. super smart.
1: It also dri- drove me nuts that he was like, oh, we shouldn't take our friends to the hospital because what are they going to do there anyway? They're just going to... Put some water on their foreheads and be like, man, I hope you don't die. I, I read that and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? IV fluids, fever reducer. Like, there's two giant things that they could do for these. Like, all they're doing is placing a washcloth on their forehead. And how the kid was like, oh, two people survived this antidote that I gave. So clearly it must be safe enough for the general public. <laughs> and then he just took things into his own hands and just started... Like, giving them to everybody.
0: Yeah. Again, not, like, super smart writing. Not really rushed. Yeah. Yeah. If it was longer, they could have had, like, you know, they could have had a process of him, like, making sure it was safe, you know, more stuff with the FDA, which also was really fast. Yeah. Which they didn't, yeah.
1: They were also, like, giving people those injections against their will, which I thought was interesting.
0: Yeah, that was weird. The people were like, what are you doing? It's he's like, <laughs> don't even worry about it. <laughs>
1: specifically said
0: but they weren't strong enough to fight us off (laughs) good thing they were good people (laughs) like jesus
1: yeah there was also a couple parts in the book where he'd say like i just didn't know what a big deal this was and i was like you're literally talking about bombing a mega corporation
0: (laughs) yeah sometimes i wonder when we read these books if we judge them too harshly because we're adults looking at them I'm like, well, this is YA, so maybe we shouldn't judge, like, it as harshly. But then I'm like, but YA can be just as smart and well-written as, like, adult novels. It's just... I don't know, like, what is the... You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, maybe... Like, I I think about that a lot. Like, oh, we're, we're adults trying to come in here to these kid books and judging them too harshly. But I think YA can be written really well.
1: Yeah, and I don't think it's an issue of, um... If it's a development issue in the book, which in this one it is, it's not well-developed enough, then even someone who is a young adult would be able to see a developmental issue in a book. Mm -hmm. I think part of it, too, is that when you're a young adult reading a book, you haven't read as many books, and you don't really know what the epitome of, like, a really good book is quite yet. Yeah. So when you're reading it, you're, like, more easily impressed, and then after you've read, like a few hundred books you're just like
0: <laughs> yeah and then you go back and you read books that you really liked when you were a kid yeah. <laughs> like the fall in Our stars <laughs> and you're like well maybe it's not quite as good as it was when i was a teenager
1: maybe it's hot garbage
0: <laughs> <laughs> i haven't reread it i don't know
1: <laughs> i reread like 20 pages of it and that was enough mm-hmm. i'm never gonna touch that book again
0: <laughs> i really there are some that i really want to reread but i'm nervous that parts of, like I want to read more than anything is daughter smoke and bone but I'm just slightly worried like what if it doesn't hold up but I think it will
1: I am having one of my co-workers read it right now so I'll let you know okay good <laughs> she said that she's enjoying it so, okay yeah
0: I mean I read her we read her other um her like I'm not sure if you read the second one or not but her her strange the dreamer duology I uh, read
1: the first one but not the second okay
0: I own it if you ever want it but um I read that as an adult and it was incredible so
1: yeah that book was so good. It's so interesting.
0: Lainey Tyler is just <laughs>
1: really good. She's a goddess. She's so good. Yeah, I was just um, off of what I was saying earlier about how he kept being like, oh, I had no idea like what a big deal this was. So it like, starts off with the doctor getting murdered. And he says, are you calling the police? I asked. We can't. We can't go to the police. What proof do we have? I cursed. And I... My note says, well, you have reason to believe she was poisoned, because they were talking about the expired epinephrine that was brown for some reason, and epinephrine is clear. Even if it's expired, it's still clear. Uh, So you have that. She has strong political opposition. She told you a few days ago she thinks someone is trying to kill her. You could at least get an autopsy done, question mark. And threats from from anonymous people. (laughs) Maybe... (laughs) Along with
0: that and the media, maybe they, the author was, I guess you were supposed to assume that, like, the Jin Corporation had, you know, control over, like, the police and the media, but they didn't really develop that or, like, explain it at all or leave any tidbits. Yeah. You were just supposed to assume they did. Which, which... would have been fine if they had, like, actually done something to portray that they did. You yeah. Know, if they had, it would have been really good if, like, in the beginning they had gone to the police and the police had done jack shit. Yeah. Because that would have been their layer on top of this dystopia and it would have given them a reason to never go to the police in the rest of the book. That would have been good.
1: Yeah. That would have been good. Mm-hmm. But instead you just had this kid being like, this epinephrine is brown, but it's probably just because it's expired. <laughs> there was also like, uh, I think it was Victor who got all of the stuff. He was like buying tons and tons of stuff. Like, really high-end things for his life. And periodically, um, Jason would just say he was just able to get these things. <laughs> <laughs> like, he got these brand new things that you could use to climb that could hold on to any surface. And they're not even on the market yet. But he's just Victor, so he got
0: it. Yeah, that's another... I don't know, I think like that ties into, like, everything was just so easy for them to do. Yeah. Because, like... He was a genius at finding these things, and he always knew a person. And, like, Iris was, like, this super nimble, like, thief acrobat. And Lingy was, like, the genius mastermind behind it all. And, I don't know, they were just so perfect. Yeah. And Arun was, like, a genius scientist, you know? Yeah. They were all just, like, perfect and everything was so easy. Like, they didn't really face any opposition the entire way. Yeah. Except when Victor died, (laughs) Rip.
1: Sorry, Victor. <laughs> it was so, 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 like, just, like, almost throwaway that he had died. Like, Jason was just leaving and he was like, uh, uh, Smoke, where's Victor? And someone was like, oh, he died. <laughs> and he was like, Victor, I'm gonna go back for him. And they were like, no, don't do that. And he was like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> it was also kind of weird at the very end how, like, they got out of the building and then Jason was like, all right, I'm going to go with Dayu. Wait, is it Dayu or Dayo?
1: Dayu. Dayo.
0: Dayo. Like, all right, I'm going to go with Dayo. Bye, guys. Yeah. And then, like, they don't show up for the rest of the book. <laughs> he talks about seeing them on TV, like seeing RN on TV and stuff, but he just doesn't, he's like, he even says that he doesn't want to go back and see his friends because Victor died. And it was just like, okay, so, like, you're going to build up the- we're supposedly supposed to think of them as this really tight group of friends or, like, practically a family, and then one of them dies, and then you don't see their characters for the rest of the book. I mean, to be fair, it's only, like, the epilogue, but still. Yeah. Like, that just adds on top of the fact that they weren't that close.
1: Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was like, I know that all of my friends would view me going with Dio right now as a as a betrayal, yeah. And I was like, I mean, I guess... <laughs> But they had already established that he had a crush on her.
0: I would have liked it more if Dio had gone with them. Like, yeah. that would have been more fun, if Dio had come back with them to, like, their little hideout. Because, like, gen- while they weren't really built up that well as, like, a group of friends that were so close to the family, there were parts that I liked with all of them together. Like, when they sat down to, like, have have the, like, celebratory meal Yeah. together. And, like, there were some cute points, you know? And it would have been... Actually good at the end if Dio had come back with them. Replace Victor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Then he wouldn't have to worry about the whole, like, numbers thing that he was worried about before.
0: (laughs) Also, another odd thing from the end. Did you like the part about her, like, theater senior project? Because that was just felt so, like, okay.
1: Yeah, I thought it was fine.
0: I would just, like... I thought that she was gonna lead him to. Cause she was like saying, like, all right, I've been suspecting my father for a while of like doing these bad things, and I think all of this like disparity between the rich and poor is really bad, and the pollution, and like I know what you're doing, and I have this thing to show you. And I thought she was gonna show him something like actually important, like that she had been doing something like that would have helped, you know? And she's like, I'm developing this other thing, or like blah blah. blah. And she's like, I built a pretty theater. <laughs> I'm like, (laughs) this is great and it's very pretty, but like, is there a point?
1: I thought the theater helped though, because then all the rich yos were going into the theater and being like, "Oh, the sky used to be blue, wild, whack." Anyway, I don't have my filtered air anymore. That sucks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get it, and and it was like a, you know, art and doing doing nice things. I I I get it, but like I was also like, okay.
1: I wrote for my note. I wrote annoying sentence, and I remember when I read it, I was like, "Should I write what the sentence was?" And then I was like, "No, I'll know what sentence it was." <laughs> I was right.
0: What sentence is it?
1: Victor let out a frustrated breath. Well, somebody saw you. Maybe snapped a blurry photo. I'd never seen him like this before, and suddenly realized he was really worried.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh Victor.
1: That's why he was so pissed. I just, words can't even describe how annoyed I was when I read that sentence. Just like, first of all, they're supposed to be really close friends, right? And then he's like, oh, I'd never seen Victor worried before. Mm-hmm. And also, the, Victor is talking about how they literally have a picture of him that they can show to the authorities, and he'd get arrested. And he's like... I don't know why he's so worried. <laughs> Another thing
0: that was like, they're supposed to be a super close family and yet, was like the development, in quotations, of like Lingyi and Iris's relationship. Because it's like they built up to that romantic scene with them once they got over being sick. And then their friends were like, something like, we knew that they were together, but they never really showed it in front of us. And it was like the book was trying to make it like a big, like, love confession, romantic deal. But, like, you guys are so so close to your family, but, like, you're you're surprised that they're being romantic to each other? It's just just weird.
1: There are just a lot of things like that. That just some really good development would have made this book so much better. Because it
0: had the bones. It
1: had really good bones. It had really good
0: bones. It had amazing themes and ideas. Like, in a second, I want to talk about, like, good things about it. Because I have some. And, like, the basic, like bones of each character was interesting, and if they had just been developed a little bit more,
1: yeah.
0: it could have been a really, really good book.
1: I mean, I feel like I could go on forever with... Sorry, I have one more thing that I wanted to look at. Okay. I have thought they mentioned Apple, the company Apple. They did? I don't know if they just alluded to it, or if they actually...
0: Yeah! They talked
1: about Apple! <laughs> Apple and Seven
0: Eleven, 11 But, undernet! Your... Well, I guess it's changed. I guess they've <laughs> changed the names for some things. Wait, in the beginning, did it say... I know it said, like, Taipei. Did it say, like, Taipei in the near future or Taipei in the far future?
1: I think it said alternate future.
0: It is an alternate future, so it's an alternate world. But I guess they have still have Apple and Seven <laughs> Eleven. So- oh, no. <laughs> Apple exists in every universe.
1: He was the one who crapped... <laughs> crapped... <laughs>
0: No, continue it like that. He was the one who crapped.
1: <laughs> he was the one who crapped Apple's high security warehouse in Shenzhen three decades ago in protests of the corporation's labor and wage disputes in China. The warehouse was swarmed and dozens made out with hundreds of brand new Apple products before the building was secure.
0: Okay. Three decades ago. Um, but we don't know how long Apple lasted, so this could be like any year.
1: I just... I <laughs> Apple...
0: <laughs> it's so- Apple and 711 are the one constant in every parallel and alternate universe. <laughs> you can't escape them.
1: It's like a really old photograph from an alternate dimension. There's a 711. <laughs> I'm going to call that the 711 theory trademark.
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay, one other thing. What did you think about like, the concept of Jason as, like, the bad boy. Because that was just kind of laughable. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he, was like, he was like, oh, I got my knife, I got my rock on. And then he was like, did I did I stub your toe while I was kidnapping you? <laughs> I know. And it was kind of sweet, because it's like, oh, okay.
0: So, like, he's trying to be a bad boy. But, like, in the beginning, when the author made that little note that was, like, um, from Melinda Lowe, who taught me from the beginning... That everyone loves a bad boy who plays with knives. I was, like, kind of excited. I was like, alright, are we gonna get, like, a fun, cool, bad boy protagonist? Because I'm into that, you know? (laughs) That'll be fun. But he wasn't really. It's like he was super soft, but he threw knives. Yeah. Yeah. Which was amusing. Yeah. Okay. Some good thing? Oh, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say, I would've... I mean, it's more just developmental issues, but... I almost would've liked it if it... If he at any point had experienced some sort of despair against, like, what he was up against. But throughout the entire book, they were just like, oh, here's a mission, we might die. But, you know, the world will definitely, definitely be better for it, so it's okay. And at no one point were they like, what if we do this whole thing and nothing even comes out from it and... GenCorp is fine, and people don't care about the environment. Turns out that they have a secret second warehouse backup just in case the company goes up in flames. Yeah. There was never any doubt. They were like, we're gonna go in, we're gonna bomb the place. The rich people will be like, oh, the air sucks. And then the air will get better, because the rich people will be forced to live in it. And there's no room for any error or doubt.
0: Yeah, and everything went perfectly.
1: Yeah. Low stakes.
0: Yeah, everything went so easy.
1: And they got exactly what they wanted at the
0: end. Except poor Victor for <laughs> I
1: mean, okay, but
0: like, real consequences. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like that. And, you know, I mean, there is something to be said for... There need to be books that are like, I guess, baby's first, you know, environmental problems book.
1: What did you say earlier? I don't know what I said earlier, but I wrote down... Um, environmental political injustice. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. You know, baby's first environmental sci-fi book.
1: Yeah. But the it
0: could have been a little bit smarter.
1: Yeah. I also kind of thought it would be cool if, um, if she had talked about how long it, this had been going on for, about like what led to these changes that caused so much pollution in the air, about whether it was just a slow gradual change, and when and one day they were like, oh, we can't breathe, and then. Like, like, what was the origin of the Jin Corp suit? Because it wasn't just, like, one day he woke up and he was like, oh, the air is a little musty outside, I'm going to start making a suit. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah. Yeah. It would have been
0: cool to see, like, you know, like a progression. Like, maybe it started off as, like, a really fancy mask. You know? Yeah. And it, like, you know, just kept elevating, elevating. Because even as the book was going on, he kept coming up with new things. Like, um, a couple of really fucked up ones. The Superman enhancement? Excuse me? You can just see people naked? Like, that was just glossed over. And the one he, the one idea he had at the end, um, that made Dio be like, alright, this is bad, where he was like, we're going to make it so the suits record everything you do so the police and the government can use that to help catch criminals. Yeah. Woo. That was like a good detail that like made it actually scary because that was only one of, that was one of the things, one of the few things in the book that actually made yeah. me feel like, you know, this was an actually high stakes thing because it was really real. Yeah. <laughs> the the suits yeah. that can record you. Um.
1: I also thought though that it was weird that that wasn't already an issue with the suits. Yeah. You can't tell me that he's only just now thinking about this. Mm Because that would have played in really well with the whole not going to the police thing. If they said, like, if the police already knew about it because the the suits were all equipped with this policing, this policing gear, like, being able to listen to voice recordings and see video of everybody. And, like, that's why they wanted to keep it under wraps that he was doing all this stuff. Because his suits were helping them... Be horrible. Mm -hmm. Can't think of the word. Be like a police state. Yeah. That would have been cool. And it would have been... It would have tied in better with everything.
0: Yeah. Another interesting thing that was like... They didn't talk about a ton was all of the, like, cosmetic enhancements all the teenagers got. Like, they got wings. And it also felt like some of that kind of stuff just wasn't in sync with the whole suits thing. Because at first I thought, you know, they wore the suits all the time. You know? But then it was like, also, they had these other things. They have, like, wings and tattoos and all of this weird, like, cosmetic stuff. But then they covered up with suits all the time. I don't know. I felt like it was just kind of disjointed there. Yeah. It felt very Hunger Games. It did. The, like, enhancements and mm-hmm. stuff. Okay. But not as intense as Hunger Games. Because Hunger Games, like, went really further with all the enhancements. And they were really weird ones. And there was, like, that cat lady. Yeah. And they were permanent. Whereas this one, they were just, like, basically temporary tattoos you could put on.
1: Yeah. And they talked about, like, going in and getting same-day enhancements done for whatever they wanted. hmm But then they didn't talk about, like, enhancing senses or anything like that. And they had that whole discussion of what are the doctors going to do to help them through this horrible, horrible fever? They're not going to be able to do anything. But also we have nano robot technology to go in and kill the virus if I can just get it working right.
0: Yeah, yeah. They had... Yeah, maybe they, maybe it was supposed to be like whatever doctor they could go to because they weren't Yo's, but also they had tons of money by that point. Like literally, That's another thing that made it feel super low stakes was like they put the kidnapping in the very first like 10 pages and so after the first 10 pages they suddenly had $3 million or whatever and so for the rest of the book they could just buy whatever they wanted. They bought an apartment, they bought him a suit, they bought like all of this stuff and then they no longer had any money problems and it was just everything was super easy.
1: And Vic was just like, "What do you want in your apartment? Anything?" And he was like, "Oh, just a nice little rock wall." And he was like, "Got it. Customizable rock wall with a bot that's gonna help belay your rope, and it's gonna be, it's gonna have multiple settings so that you can choose what difficulty."
0: <laughs> yeah, and I feel like yeah, 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 it just is not all mesh together right.
1: Felt like it was really easy for him to get three million dollars.
0: Yeah, and it was really easy for him to just infiltrate their society yeah. they didn't take any like again there was no effort there were no troubles yeah it's a perfect time <laughs>
1: it's for him dying
0: okay one of the weirdest things that i found that i gotta find the page for okay so it was right when after the other kid that he gave the flu got the flu yeah. and so he asks his doorman where they live because they live in the same building and this was really weird because before this He and the doorman seemed to have like a good relationship. He's like, oh, call me Jason. He was like really nice to him. And then the doorman was like, I'm sorry, that's classified information. And then he says, really? Because I will come down and get the information from you personally if I have to. I cast the knife at the wall target and it hit with a satisfying thunk. Throwing two more in quick succession I went on. I don't think either of us wants that. And then the doorman got really scared. And I'm like, where did this come from? It's like the bad boy facade that was not earned. He was like super nice to the doorman, they were friends, and then all of a sudden he's like, I don't think you want me to come down there. The doorman had no reason to like be scared of him. Yeah. He was friendly before then. What does he think he's gonna do to me? I don't know. It was just really weird. I
1: thought that was super weird too. And like the entire time the doorman is such a pushover, he's literally not doing his job even the tiniest bit. No. Even just like some sort of tiny detail where like, he had two kids he was struggling to feed. Something like that, where he was just taking whatever tips he could get. So he was just letting people do whatever they want as long as they paid him. Something like that. But instead it's just like, oh, hi, you want to go upstairs? Yeah, sure. I've never seen you around before, but you know, it's probably fine. He said no visitors, but go ahead and head on up.
0: Yeah. Uh, this, this book is, I think, the most similar to The Hearts We Sold. Yeah. In terms of the kind of books we've read.
1: Except that one was hilarious.
0: It was. This one is hilarious, kind of. Now that we're talking about it, yeah. it's just a little more frustrating.
1: Yeah, it had just so much potential.
0: It did, and the hearts we sold had less potential.
1: Yeah, really funny though. Really funny. <laughs>
0: I'll just say a couple of good things because you know, like I said, it had good bones. It actually had some points where it made like decent, you know, of the like political points. You know, mm-hmm. where I was like, okay, that's actually good. Like one of my favorites was when he was at the party with the teenagers, and he was like. Sort of deriding them for just doing their, like, charity for children, but not going to the root of the problem. Which is, like, why are those children all, you know, orphans? I wonder. And I thought it was really good. And that was, like, a hint of, like, a deeper book that could have existed. Yeah. But didn't really. Um, but I liked that. I liked when they talked about how the disease was, like, killing poor people, but the yo's were still partying. Doesn't sound familiar yeah. at all. You know? <laughs> Definitely,
1: no.
0: um, but that was a good de- detail. Um, the point where they were like, there was that like May guy that was dying, and he's like, "We gotta call him an ambulance." And the other May girl was like, "Don't. Why would you bother calling him an ambulance? Who's gonna pay for it?" And I was like, "That was pretty good and also realistic." Yeah. <laughs> Yikes!
1: I liked all of the parts where there was some sort of gray morality to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also really loved the heist when he was. Um, stealing stuff from their, like, office building. It was really short and really easy for him, but it was still fun. Yeah. Because a heist is fun.
1: Yeah, I would have liked the heist more if they didn't have those goggles that told them if anyone was nearby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Again, everything was easy. I liked the tiny details they didn't go into of the, like, lower lifespan for, for Maze, where he, like, talked about seeing people. Like, he got in the car with, like... That taxi driver who was, like, in his 20s, but, like... It was, like, they they brushed this aside of, like, that he looks older. Like, he's probably gonna die soon. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like those little details, because premature aging creeps me out. Like, in sci-fi, when there's, like, some sort of, like, like rapid or premature aging, I, I that just creeps me out for some reason. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. creepy. It's really creepy. Yeah. Page 131, way to be obvious. And I vaguely... M- I vaguely remember what this when he's comparing himself to people in books, and he was like, "I'm like the hero in The Count of Monte Cristo, who's a rich count, who, or who's a hero who poses as a rich count and take years to enact his plans of retribution and revenge." And he's like, "Ah, oh, shit, that's too real. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing."
1: <laughs> <sighs> you know, it's especially funny in retrospect because Dio knows. Like, somewhat, that he's, like, doing something, and then he's like, I'm exactly like this person who's infiltrating the super rich, and she's like, interesting. (laughs) Yeah, this note is just about that party scene where he was talking about, like, why are the people dying and leaving orphans? And I did, I did actually really like that whole party scene. I thought that was good. Mm -hmm. And I liked, like, the awkwardness of him holding the flowers and talking about how it's awkward. Because I feel like anytime I go to a big party and I bring anything for the host, you know, you're, like, carrying it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is, like, such a nitpicky thing. I mean, maybe it's not, but uh, Dayu said, I'm glad you said something because I think you're right. It's too easy for us to lead sheltered lives to fall into just one point of view. I smiled because she was speaking in liter- literary terms now that I was comfortable with and understood. What?
0: Yeah, I vaguely remember that, too.
1: I was like, point
0: of view. <laughs> point of view is only a literary term. <laughs> they also really wanted to shove the point home that he liked books. Like
1: They're like, ladies, he's not all muscle, don't <laughs> worry. He reads. Thank God he's, he reads so many books, otherwise he wouldn't have been able to understand what she said. Oh, and the next sentence is the very opposite of what it felt like for me to be in a fa- at a fancy gala dress in expensive dogs. <laughs> yeah, he was a little bit of like a Mary Sue. <laughs> a a Gary Stu. A Gary Stu.
0: He kind of was.
1: Um, my note actually wasn't about this part. My note was about um him, like half or like two hundred pages into the book, being like, my, maybe it is Daiyu because it's it's spelled D A I Y U, not Y U. Why OU? It's probably (laughs) daiyu.
0: Apologies. (laughs)
1: Apologies. I thought it was OU. I wrote it as OU in my notebook. I'm sorry. Rip. Rip.
0: I pronounce everything wrong in all books. Yeah. And then I, yeah, like, (laughs) it doesn't matter if the words are English or not.
1: Yeah, Yeah, when he, like, gave her the cold shoulder and he said I had gotten what I needed from her, my job with daiyu was done, I was like... Maybe he's a little bit of a bad boy. Because I was actually surprised that he was saying, like, my hands are wiped over now. I'm done with her. I didn't think it would last, but I was like, maybe. And then it didn't, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, huh, it actually he's actually saying goodbye and, like, cold-shouldering her. Um, and then the part that I didn't write my note on, but I just read ahead and saw it, and I was like, that's another thing that annoys me. Um... Many who died were already suffering from illness and had compromised immune systems or were homeless and living on the streets. But Aaron, er, Aaron assured me that this avian flu was bad. Even though he didn't have a sample of it, he hadn't done any analyzing yet. Aaron
0: is a genius, so he knows these
1: things. He's so smart that he was like, no, it's bad. It can wipe out half of Taiwan if we don't do something to curb it. You have to return to JinCorp and steal a sample for me. Mm-hmm. How does he know? Like, he just pulled this half number. Where did he get that from?
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, when he went back into Jincor to steal things, like, I know we've already talked about it, but because of all their fancy gadgets, it was just so easy. Like, they had the thing yeah. that could replicate the brainwaves. They didn't come- have to come up with a creative solution to get in. Yeah. They just copied her brainwaves. It's just...
1: <laughs> Which seems like it wouldn't be possible, but...
0: But, you know, this is the future.
1: In that janitor who almost caught him, I was like, finally! And then he just, like, walked by. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) No consequences.
1: What did you think about the reveal with Dayu? I mean, at that point,
0: I just didn't really care that much about anything in the book. I was just sort of reading it to read it. And so I was like, oh, she knows. I was kind of assuming maybe she would know all along or somehow she would remember. I was honestly at that point, kind of happy that I didn't have to go through the, like, her finding out and then being like, oh my god, I'm so betrayed. Because, I mean, that would have been, like, justified in her part, but I also didn't want to read that. (laughs) So I was like, okay, good. We don't have to deal with that. We can just get to the end. (laughs) (laughs) Which sounds bad, but, you know, I didn't care anymore. Yeah.
1: Well, if she hadn't known, then it would have been, like, irredeemable for them to be together. Yeah. But when I read that, I was like, Dayu is so much more interesting than anyone else in this book. Yeah.
0: It would have been cool to have her as the protagonist and get, like, an inside sort of view. Ooh, you know what would have been cool? Is if... What if, like, Jason had died or something? And then, like, Dayu, like, joined the group to be, like, the inside girl, you know? I don't know. That would have been interesting. If, like, something went wrong with the kidnapping... And then like Dayu became the inside the inside man. Yeah.
1: If he got caught earlier in the book and then he got killed. <laughs> and then it switched to Dayu's point of view. Where she was like, Holy shit, Jason got killed by my father.
0: Mm-hmm. And then there would have been a scene where she went to the friends and they're like, we won't trust you. And she's like, please, you've got to trust me. I'm the only one that can do this because he's my father and you guys can't get in because you don't have my brain. And they don't have their stupid little (laughs) machine that can replicate waves." And then it would have been cool and it would have been like more fun to see their relationship develop because they don't trust her. That would have been cool.
1: That would have been cool. My idea was just having a switching between Jason's point of view and Dayu's point of view. That
0: would have also been good.
1: Yeah. I think the Jason dying one would have been better. (laughs) (laughs) No offense, Jason. You were okay, I guess. And that wraps up the discussion. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to find us, we're on Twitter, at debutantpod. Let us know what you thought of the book. Did you agree with us? Did you disagree? What books would you like us to discuss next?
0: You can also find us on anchor.fm slash debutants dash and dash debauchery and on our website, debutantsanddebaucherypodcast.blogspot.com. Next month, we'll be reading More Happy Than Not by Adam Silvera. Look for that episode in three weeks.
1: Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.